Wise Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best. Guys Guys Radio. I bring on the guests and bring out the information to help you think, to help you feel, hopefully, and hopefully help you to act on the information that we give you. I act myself as the advocate for my audience and my listeners and that I bring on guests I think might have some new information. I do my very best to ask them the questions that if I was listening to the radio, I was tooling down Route 5 or the 101 or wherever, that I'd want to ask these guests. So here I am, your guy's guy, your advocate for information here on Guys Guys Radio. So we've got a great show today. You know, one of the things we never think about is, but what happens when you dream? And, you know, you go to sleep, you fall asleep, and then sometimes you're out in all these different areas, and what the heck is going on? Where am I? Sometimes it seems random, sometimes it seems symbolic. And our guest today, Dr. Lawrence Cielo, is a transgender clairvoyant located in San Diego, and he uh, specializes in uh, being a clairvoyant, an energy worker, and a healer, and he has a lot of interesting stuff to share with us. I mean, really deep dive stuff in terms of the whole metaphysics and where we are and who we are as human beings, the human species. And one of the things he'll talk about is what happens when we sleep. Is there another whole reality there? Or is that the reality? And our 3D reality when we wake up and are in our bodies is more like, are we playing, are we in the matrix? Are we game players, if you will, controlled by what's called our kind of higher self? I know it's a lot to chew on, but Dr. Cielo is going to help us. So let's get right at it. Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. Let's get it on. It's Guys Guy Radio. Guys Guys Radio, our very special guest, as I mentioned today, is a world-renowned clairvoyant, psychic healer, and teacher. His name is Dr. Lawrence Cielo, creator of the Golden Rose Psychic Services, He's here in uh, San Diego, California, which, as you know, uh, I've moved here with my family, and we love it here, and it's just a coincidence that Dr. Cielo lives uh, nearby, so I wanted to support a San Diego talent. Dr. Cielo provides clairvoyant healing and spiritual guidance to clients and students in over 20 countries worldwide via the internet radio show, guest radio, TV experiences. I've seen him on the Golden Rose virtual global community. His appearances on Coast to Coast AM with uh, George Norrie and also on Gaia TV that really helped propel him to a world stage. He was an engineer and then he got the call to do the work he's doing now. He works with a uh, guide or a healing master named Ank Ankaja. He's going to correct me on that, using this hog principle, being humble, accessible, and grateful. I've asked my guys to come in and work with Dr. Cielo's guys while we do the show. And what we want to do is really bring you information to think about in terms of how a clairvoyant works, what's the best way to work with a clairvoyant. But more importantly, Dr. Cielo has a book. It's called The Power of Energy. It's free. You can download it from his website, and we'll get into all of that. But it's harnessing the universe for more clarity, peace, and love. And it's, it's a short book, but it is fabulous. And I have read a ton of metaphysical books, and this is one of the best one I've ever read be, because it just consolidates everything. It, it puts everything in a digestible chunks. And I really have gotten a lot out of it. So I'm thrilled to welcome Dr. Lawrence Cielo to Guys Guys Radio. How are you, doctor? I'm doing great, Robert. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. 
So let's get right to it. One of the things you talk about in your in your book is why are we here? It's kind of question number one because everybody gets so hung up on all the day-to-day stuff uh, in life and we make a lot of times a mountain out of a molehill, but we don't really, if we realize why we're here, the, the fundamentals about why human beings are on earth, what is our purpose, what is our soul's purpose, we kind of got started there. The, you know, dealing with the day-to-day would be much less confusing. Is that correct, Dr. Cielo? Yeah, I think so. I think um, a lot of the things that I've noticed in reading people is that they're, you know, probably like everybody, I think I have a a working theory on what's really going on here on the earth plane, why we come, who helps us, what happens when we leave. Um, But there's one thing, there's new things that are always coming up for me when I'm reading, because I would say that my clients their higher selves are, I call them super genius. And I learned so much from reading them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, I view the higher self as someone who is playing a video game and the avatar in the game is us here on earth. So the way that the higher self controls the avatar is by signing soul contracts and those soul contracts create what happens here on earth. So if, you, if you're playing a video game and your avatar won't swim that lake or climb that tree, then you get really frustrated as the player of the game. So all of a sudden, life for the avatar is really hard, right? It gets stuck in a corner. The enemies come and kill it over and over and over and over, right? So it's not fun for the avatar. So when I kind of stumbled on to... And again, I may change my mind like everybody, but when I fell into this understanding of how the universe might work, then what I tried to do is I tried to be a really good avatar. Like I tried to release anything that's in Lauren's body chakras and aura that's in the way of those contracts. And it worked, Robert. It's like my life is so much easier. When when I was an engineer, I, I didn't realize it, but I was afraid of everything. I, I I just thought that's how life was. I didn't know what I was doing. I worked too much. I thought I was successful, but I wasn't happy. Probably like a lot of people, right? <laughs> so that, so so I think by, you know, re- looking out like how you read my book, and I know you're studying a lot of different other uh, spiritual techniques. That that's that's maybe what brings meaning to our life now that, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the human life, especially in a developed country is chaos. It's absolute chaos. So I think this helps us kind of find, I don't know, maybe a silver lining in the cloud. I don't know. It sounds like there's, there's kind of a couple of realities. There's, we exist as humans, but not in human form. Our souls are on an astral plane. And then we determine when it is time to, bring ourselves into a 3D body. Now, there seems like there's different levels of uh, dimensions, if you will. So the 3D is where we are on Earth. There's a little bit of 4D here. You can heal at the fifth dimension. The lower entities below that is where it's kind of depressing stuff. And then higher up you go, (laughs) the more uplifting is. But we come to Earth. We are... It's a it's a bold journey, and we just determined to squeeze ourselves. We pick our parents, we pick our friends, our kind of uh, we work with our soul family to determine what are the lessons we need for our soul's growth. We come down to earth, and 
when we do that, before we do that, we sign these contracts. So all the people, people we marry, people we become friends with, people we, we become enemies with, that's all kind of written. So my question to you is, first of all, is that an accurate directionally of what you've been writing about? Yeah, and I would add one other thing that those okay. contracts, some of them are written before the incarnation. Like, of course, your parents have to be contracted in. Right. But some higher selves are kind of fluid in their contract writing and may even shift contracts on the fly during the incarnation. It happens all the time. So our higher selves is really the uh, us on the astral plane. And then when we come down to into human form, uh, we become in the 3D area and we're kind of the player in the game, if you will, but the higher self is who we really are. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Um, a lot of times I would ask you to think of your consciousness that lives forever in the real world, the astral plane is the size of the moon. Just this huge orb of consciousness. And when it decides to incarnate into a video game, a virtual reality, one of the many dimensions, like you said, mm -hmm. we might think a little golf ball size of that awareness comes into the homo sapien when the homo sapien's awake. And then that little part goes home when the homo sapien falls asleep. And if you remember any of that trip home, you'll call it a dream. But yes, absolutely. and. And they, I, I had this mental image picture, I don't know, maybe six months ago or so. So think of the Homo sapien here on Earth, and it's awake, and you know it's doing stuff, and its chakras are opening and closing, and you know based on what's happening around it, think that the that the higher self is back on the astral with direct connections from those chakras, almost just like a virtual reality game here on earth. It's going, oh my gosh, you know, Lauren's talking to Robert, the throat chakra's opening. Wow, that feels great. So we're, we're like little sensors and higher self is sitting there having the experiences that we're having here. To take it to another level, God then is experiencing itself through us, first through our higher selves and then us in human form. Well, if we stick with the video game analogy, then God would be the coder. It would be the person who created the virtual reality and all the avatars. And when somebody comes to play the game, a higher self, it's got to play within the context of the creation, which okay. again would be the group agreement. But I see, and this is just me personally, I, and I call it supreme being because I don't know the names of everybody's gods and goddesses. But I, again, I see it as like an, an external source, if you would, although there's only one energy and we're all just one big lava lamp. But from my relation here on earth and my higher self, um, higher self is what's creating what's happening to me. Supreme being is just noticing that it's happening. And, you know, it's neutral. It doesn't, uh, you know, and, and our higher selves are neutral. It doesn't know good from bad. So what creates good and bad is how you're programmed here on earth. So when I read, I actually read in both worlds. I'll read your contracts and your karma and your past lives, and I'll talk to your higher self in the real world. But then I'll also look at the energy and information that's in your body chakras and aura. Because if there's a conflict between what your contracts are and what's inside you, you will have the life I was having. I always say I was raised to be a Christian wife and mother. 
and I am a transgender psychic, which I was not prepared for in any way, shape, or form. So I had to release all of that. And, and when it, before I did, I was terrified of everything. So that's how I learned to be really agile in Lauren. And when all of a sudden I have this wild hair thought, you know, I say hello to my higher self and say, okay, I guess that's what we're going to do now. Now we're going to be a psychic. We were an engineer. Now all of a sudden we're a psychic. Okay. Experiencing itself through us, first through our higher selves and then us in human form? Well, if we stick with the video game analogy, then God would be the coder. It would be the person who created the virtual reality and all the avatars. And when somebody comes to play the game, a higher self, it's got to play within the context of the creation, which again would be the group agreement. But I see, and this is just me personally, I and I call it supreme being because I don't know the names of everybody's gods and goddesses. But I, again, I see it as like an, an external source, if you would, although there's only one energy and we're all just one big lava lamp. But from my relation here on earth and my higher self, um, higher self is what's creating what's happening to me. Supreme being is just noticing that it's happening. And, you know, it's neutral. It doesn't, uh, you know, and, and our higher selves are neutral. It doesn't know good from bad. So what creates good and bad is how you're programmed here on earth. So when I read, I actually read in both worlds. I'll read your contracts and your karma and your past lives, and I'll talk to your higher self in the real world. But then I'll also look at the energy and information that's in your body chakras and aura. Because if there's a conflict between what your contracts are and what's inside you, you will have the life I was having. I always say I was raised to be a Christian wife and mother, and I am a transgender psychic, which I was not prepared for in any way, shape, or form. So I had to release all of that. And and before I did, I was terrified of everything. So that's how I learned to be really agile in Lauren. And when all of a sudden I have this wild hair thought, you know, I say hello to my higher self and say, okay, I guess that's what we're going to do now. Now we're going to be a psychic. We were an engineer. Now all of a sudden we're a psychic. Okay. She did make Lauren's sixth chakra here on earth more clairvoyant. Let's take a step back. And uh, how did you make that transformation? You were an engineer. You were a world-class softball player. You weren't happy in the corporate life. You weren't (laughs) happy as a woman. And you had some uh, inklings of some type of psychic abilities. You claim everybody has psychic abilities. It just depends on how much we develop them. So what what happened and uh, what was the process like uh, to become clairvoyant and how do you work? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was an engineer Monday through Friday and a spiritual seeker on Saturday and Sunday. Very, very invested in what I was doing on the weekends. Lots of healing circles, drumming circles, firewalks, all that kind of stuff. And I had some foreshadowing um, that that I may go off in a different, just the least little inklings. And I would say it now that I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, I think I might've known (laughs) on some level. But the way it went down was um, I was 44, successful engineer. Um, I was at a Whole Foods market. I saw a flyer that said Psychic Institute. And I thought, what? I never heard of such a thing. So I went to their open house. Um, I decided to get trained. I was there for about two years. Um, And then I started Golden Rose Psychic Services. I kind of branched out from there. So 
Um, I'll tell you, I think being an athlete and then an engineer made this technique really, really easy for me to pick up because I know it sounds weird, but it's very left brained. It's very logical. If you want to read something, you do step one, step two, step three. And then what do you see? It's it, you know what you're looking for to some extent. It's not like, I don't know how I thought psychics work, but when I think back, it, I might've thought that they, they stick out this energetic web and they're waiting for like a spider waiting for something to hit the web and then they're aware of it or something. I didn't have, I had no idea. So um, there's really only two things a clairvoyant can see. There's only two things that make up the whole earth plane and that's energy that looks like a color and information that looks like little teeny images. So your body shockers and aura, if I look at you clairvoyantly, I'm only going to see color and I'm only going to see images. That's the only thing. So um, I think a lot of people don't realize what the value of getting a reading is. And, it, and it, thanks for letting me talk on this topic because remember, there's two worlds. And the way you feel about the contracts you're living through, in other words, the experiences that you're having, the, the reason that you feel the way you do about them is because what's in your body chakras and aura. So if you're able to have the flexibility to change that, then for example, maybe it's time that marriage is over. Maybe it's time to move across the country. Maybe it's time to quit the school that you thought you were going to graduate from. You know, those really hard decisions. You're just like, oh my God, this isn't what my parents wanted for me those kind of decisions <laughs> by the, the more flexible that we can make ourselves, then when these things start to happen, it's okay. We, we, we have the energy and information we need at, at our fingertips to be able to live through that gracefully. So when I read, I can totally tell where the dis-ease is coming from. If like, for example, if your grandmother, you were raised by your grandmother and she told you how wonderful it was when she was a child riding her pony. That's all you ever heard about was grandma's pony, grandma's pony. And now you're, you always thought you'd have a pony. You're 35 years old. You live in an apartment in a big city and yet you're getting a reading from me saying, when am I going to get my pony? Right. And I look over to the astral and I ask your higher self, is there a contract for a pony? No. No, no, no. Higher self has no interest in shoveling horse poop this lifetime. There's no contract. So the healing is to deprogram you because you have your grandmother's information that you're looking at in your field that says, I'm only happy if I have a pony. So, and I'll tell you, that's the easier of the healing. It, trying to get higher selves to change a contract is, is a slippery slope. <laughs> guys, guys, radio, Robert Manny, your host, our special guest, Dr. Lawrence Yellow. A question, where does free will take place in this whole paradigm? Because if we have these contracts, it seems to me, and from what I've read in your work, that you can change the contracts, you can break the contracts, and even sometimes replace guides you've had to help you fulfill these contracts. And I felt for myself, I always had this foreboding that something would happen to me at a certain age, a specific age I had in mind. And then when I got there, I had to get emergency two robotic surgeries on my kidneys. And it was the first time I kind of looked into the void, if you will, and thought, wow, I'm mortal. This could happen. <laughs> and, after, and as I was waiting for my second operation, uh, something came over me and it basically said, you have power. You have to help the doctors release what you have into them, out. You have to release it because they can't do all the work. You can do it. You have the power. You've been doing the work. 
And so I did that and it was a 100% successful procedure. And I have believed after that, that I got into a 2.0 where maybe my contract changed because maybe that was, could have been curtains for me, but it wasn't. And I think everything changed after that. What are, you, oh what, are your, what are your thoughts on that type of thing, the whole thing with free will and contracts and how individuals can uh, address these things in, in life? Because most people don't know, like, what, what contracts do I have? Who do I have contracts with? It, uh, how, how do people kind of deal with all of this? Right. Such great questions. And what a great experience. My goodness. <laughs> okay. So I know sometimes people get fussy when I, you know, start talking about everything that we experience here on earth is contracted in by this higher self. Even if it's our higher self, we don't feel connected to it. Whether it's our higher self or a God, it doesn't really matter from this perspective here on earth. You still feel disconnected from both. So um, let's talk about the real free will um, in the real world, the astral plane. Our higher selves have the free will to take their name on and off any contract they want. No one can make them, and you can't make another higher self put its name on or off. It's Everybody gets a choice. So that's the true free will. Then in this unreal world that we live in, the you can be in resistance to your contracts. Right. You can, you know, and, and people will say the universe keeps bringing you the same experience, only it gets more intense and more intense. That's what how that would feel, that there's still a contract hanging out there for me to be a psychic. But I'm still in engineering and now I'm a raging alcoholic. My relationships are terrible. You know, <laughs> you know the story. Right. So here on Earth. If our higher self is really a pro, 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 uh, writes a lot of contracts, pro, prolific contract writer, then let's just take an easy example. So you come to an intersection, and here on Earth, you have to make a decision. Am I going to go right, left, forward, or am I going to go back? And you're here on Earth feeling like you're making that decision. Well, what if your higher self had a contract in each direction? So if you turn left, you find a $100 bill. If you turn right, you rescue this little puppy and you get to feel really good when you return it, right? So there may be contracts in each direction and yet maybe you don't pick the puppy this time. So your higher self just rewrites the contract and maybe next week you'll find the puppy. So um, I think things are, and, and probably a higher self that would incarnate into this reality now probably does have a lot of options up its sleeve. Now, in regards to ending a life, this is what I think our higher selves do now. These vessels, especially you and I, Robert, the age we are, these are probably the most healthiest homo sapiens because they found out about the vitamins we needed to eat in World War II. So all of our food was fortified you know, yeah, before it got really toxic from all the spraying, right? So these homo sapiens are probably most robust ever. So Higher Self wrote all these contracts that it wants Lauren and Robert to do. And let's say those have all been done, right? So Higher Self looks down there and goes, well, that avatar still looks pretty pretty functional. I'll go ahead and pull some contracts in from a life I was going to do um, later. And I'll just add that in. Now, what that might look like is being a really accomplished athlete, and then dying, uh, and then dying, and then being a psych uh, engineer, and then dying and coming back, and then being a psychic and dying and coming back. But I push them all into one life. 
So okay. I think now it's very prolific and higher self will just add on. How about uh, timelines where I'm getting the notion lately that everybody is experiencing life in a different way, all of us. So with this coronavirus, whatever that, you know, people are going to get it, are going to get it. And other people, it's not even going to be in their purview based on their vibration or, or whatever. But it seems like maybe there's a huge pandemic going on now that other people are experiencing that's way bigger than the one that maybe you and I are experiencing right now based on our experience on this plane with our individual vibration. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And even before the virus, right? Like, for example, somebody like me, if I was born in Iran, you would not be talking to me. I would probably be in solitary confinement if I was even alive. <laughs> right. So, yes, the, the, like you mentioned, that this planet has it's vibrating to at least three different levels of the astral plane. And do you see? That's why people like you and I and a lot of your listeners are so discontent when we look out at the world, because where, where we go when we fall asleep is a higher vibration than the earth plane is right now. And that's what a light worker is. So light workers are instantly disgruntled. Every morning when you wake up, your energy goes boom, way down here. But the reason we come is because I always say we're like the the really rude party guest who brings their own playlist to your party. That's us. We are going to raise the vibration, whether you all like it or not. Yeah. So I do think just like poverty, just like AIDS, right? HIV, um, the coronavirus will be just that way where it'll affect, uh, you know, certain vibrations of people different than other vibrations of people. Talk to us about your guide. Uh, okay and how you got to know him, why it's a, a guy, how do you work with him? How can our listeners kind of find out who's, who's there to help them and how they can make a relationship? Oh, that's great, that's great. First of all, you're absolutely right. Working with guides and angels now, and I'll tell you why. Because the earth vibration's rising, so it's so much easier for those high level beings to come here and be able to affect the earth right before the earth was so low it's like trying to you know walk through mud for them to be able to affect the earth plane so yes they can shift energy here on this planet better than you and i can so um so the way i met anki yaya is um in the the teaching that i'm trained in and that i teach other people to read um your teacher goes to the astral plane and contracts in with a, what we call them a being without a body who um, has been trained on the astral to heal, to be a healer, to work with a homo sapien. So the contract's written and the student starts to work with their healing master. That's the official title of Ankiyaya. So um, he's really become one of my best friends and over working with them for like the 14 or 15 years that I have, um, I perceive him very much differently than I, at first I did. Of course, you know, I was an engineer who's like, you know, it took me a while to catch on what he looked like. I actually cheated and called another psychic to read, <laughs> have her read him for me so I could, you know, get a little glimpse of him. But um, he enters my stream of consciousness now. Um, like I'll be thinking something like you said, like, you know, maybe the self-hating thought, 
And he'll step right into my awareness and ask me what I'm doing, give me information. Um, and the way I know, Robert, is I ask him questions I don't know the answer to, and then I know it. And I didn't learn it. <laughs> I just ho hold my awareness open and he dumps something in it. But for somebody who's first starting to work with their guides and angels, this is what I suggest is that you pick one and you might want to just go with a, a well-known art, you know, Michael, Ariel, you know, so, somebody that's well-known that you feel comfortable with, maybe even you know, if you were from a religion that has saints, maybe you use one of them. Um, but this is what I suggest so that you get used to um, the communication that comes from them. Now, what's happened as we were being raised by our parents, they always focused our awareness outside of us, either to our own bodies or to outside, never internal. So, for example, if I was crying when I was small, the response would have been, stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. Instead of, why don't you sit down and close your little second chakra and your heart chakra? Why don't you close those down a little bit and you won't feel so emotional? And like, here by your belly button and here by your heart. If we would have, if our awareness would have been focused like that, we would be so much more aware of what's going on, I say, from the outer layer of your aura in. So um, in working with um, Ankiyaya, the way I realized I was talking to him, like I mentioned, is more claircognizant, and that's the crown chakra, where I just know stuff. I, I'll ask a question and hold my, I don't process, I don't think, I wonder if it could be this, I wonder if it could be that. That's the difference between analyzing and reading. Reading, you just open up and something falls in. So this is how you and your listeners you probably wouldn't need to do this, but you might want to try um, to get in touch with a guy that you know. That's why I say pick somebody you know. Um, and so then just ask them questions about them. And you don't care. You don't care at all. You're, you're just going to close your eyes. You're just going to kind of find your space, like I like to say. And then you're going to purposefully talk to a certain guy that you know the name of. You might even look at their picture on the internet so you have a mental image picture of them. And then ask them the silly question like, what's your favorite color right now? And it doesn't matter what the color is, but did you see the color? Did you hear the color? Or did you just know the color? So that way you start to go, oh, that's how that guy talks to me. And then you might ask them, Okay, so what's your favorite day of the week right now? And notice how you get it, not what day it is, but how you receive the information. And once you start to get pretty good with that particular guide, then switch over and start asking them questions about yourself. Important questions. What do you care about? You don't care what their favorite color is. <laughs> how does the guide get assigned to us? And do we... Uh, sometimes outgrow a specific guide because we're making progress and they're making progress by helping us make progress. So we get turned over to maybe another guide, except is there one that stays with us throughout our physical lives? Wow. These are great questions. I'm telling you. So um, some guides will be with you for many lifetimes and maybe some just for a small part, but let's go back to the perspective of higher self sitting on the astral and it knows it has an avatar in the game and it has all these adventures that it wants to do, right? The contracts. And so the avatars kind of lagging 
So there'll be another being without a body, like higher self and like our guides and angels. But this type of being can go into the into the video game and affect the avatar. So higher self goes, oh, could you go down there and make that avatar swim that lake, climb that fence? And the other being without a body goes, yeah, I think I can. So then a contract sign. And now the way it works is really interesting. So when the um, video game avatar lights up a piece of information in its field, what'll happen is a guide or angel will see that flash of energy and will attempt to sign a contract. So I'll give you a really good example. I was reading these two little twins and they're, tw- um, they're, they're not identical. The one sister's really big, blonde hair, blue eyed, and the other one is small, dark hair, dark eyed. But the mother's complaint was, is that the smaller one keeps ripping the bottle out of the bigger sister's mouth and, you know, all this panic ensues. And so from my ears, what I'm hearing is there is a guide who is in the way. And so I knew immediately what had happened. So the littler twin, when they were in mommy's tummy, the first chakra was lighting up a survival picture saying, I'm going to die. And what there, she was getting squished in the womb. And I asked the mom, I said, was there a problem in the pregnancy? And she said, yeah, they didn't know if the younger one was going to make it because the other baby is huge. So when that little baby girl lit up that survival picture, there's so much energy on a homo sapiens survival picture that a being without a body saw it, signed a contract with the higher self that every single time that baby lit up that picture, the being would come in and say, scoot over move over. And so I knew exactly what to tell the being. And what he said, Robert, is that he said his name was the equalizer. And I'm like, sir, you did it. Have you noticed there's two pink dresses? I went for survival, food, shelter, clothing. There's two pink dresses, there's two bottles, and there's two cribs. Did you notice that? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you did it. So the 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 contract was canceled, but you have to go after that picture and the little girl's first chakra again, because if she lights it up, it's likely to happen again. Now, these are called channeling contracts, and all homo sapiens do them. But if they get out of control, then all of a sudden you're schizophrenic, you're maybe split personality. Yeah. Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. Our special guest is Dr. Lawrence Yellow. He is a transgender clairvoyant. The book is The Power of Energy, Harness the Universe for More Clarity, Peace, and Love. I'm loving this conversation. I'm really liking getting to know uh, Dr. Lauren. Akashic Records, last big topic, and then we'll move to some, some other things. But Akashic Records, apparently there is a library someplace on the astral plane where all the information about every single person, every incarnation they've had, every thought they've had, everything is there. And uh, according to you, Dr. Lauren, that we can, uh, we can get there. I, I've always been told, and, and from what I've read, is that y- you don't get there unless you really, you have to be ready for it because there might be some things in there. You might have seen that you were an ax murderer or something in another life. There may be things that you don't really want to, you're not ready for. But apparently you can go there and uh, uh, bring a bunch of entities along uh, uh, to to change or end a contract, an important life contract with somebody who is in your 3D world, a 
but you have to go to this Akashic area and bring in a bunch of, uh, I don't know, you call them quote unquote elders, even though they're not, el they're not old necessarily, <laughs> but they help facilitate the uh, changing or ending or creating new contracts with people who are really important in your life here. Maybe it's your, your you know, wife or father or whoever. Well, wow, that's great. It's a great question. Okay, so let's talk about the Akashic or Akashic records. They are a chronicle of everything that's happened in this reality, just this dimension, this, as far as you could go in a spaceship in this universe, everything that's happened since the Big Bang might be a way of thinking of it. Now, um, each of us has our own section, like you said, and really what's in there are your contracts from your other lives and the ones you're living now and the ones that your higher self might sign, uh, be thinking about signing for other uh, lifetimes. So you, you're right, you cannot access your records yourself because you may be tempted to change them if you find out you were an ax murderer. I attempted, um, I could tell because when I first went there, there was a guard posted by mine, <laughs> so I couldn't, so, uh, and that's why we have this one guy called the Akashic Record Keeper. Now, metaphysically, what they do is, remember I said that we have all those little images in our body chakras and aura that we pick up from our society, right? And um, so when the Akashic Record Keeper comes and gives you a healing, they take all those old pictures that you're done with, file them away in your records, and then bring new images in. Now, and that's called being brought into present time, like you are talking about. and um, where those pictures come from are on the contracts that you're getting ready to live through. So think of contracts as having posty notes on them, okay? And the posty notes are the images that go with whatever it is. Like, let's say it's a pregnancy contract, okay? It's, it's going to have a baby, and there's a little picture of a baby boy, okay? So the mommy might all of a sudden go, oh, my God, I think I'm having a baby boy, yeah, because she's reading her own picture, just like you did about when your health was going to fail. You were reading yourself. You saw your own picture in your space that, uh, that was on that health contract. So, um, so when it comes to changing contracts, like you, when I mentioned that it's much easier to reprogram a homo sapiens energy field than it is to get their higher self to sign a contract, like the pony story. Um, so what I do when I read contracts and let's say attempt to change them, like with the little equalizer being that was coming in on the little girl's first chakra, um, I see the contract and I just watch to see if it can be destroyed. And then, uh, you know, so I watch and see if it can be destroyed. And then I say, okay, show it to me again. And if it's still there, then that means the higher selves are not willing to cancel the contract or even change it. And if they, and again, if you want to see a change, you, uh, you know, try to change the contract and see if it stays that way. So you're not, so the, the clairvoyant isn't really canceling contracts. It's just watching to see if it's possible. Now I did see one contract change that was really interesting. It was a responsibility contract that a woman had signed and when she came for the reading, she had just committed a crime and she was about to get caught for the crime. So I looked at the contract and written across the top in bold, like a header on a Word document was responsibility. So I told Anki Yaya, I said, go over to the astral and talk to the higher self and say, come up with another way, something that doesn't include incarceration. 
right? And so the contract was changed. She didn't get convicted. I don't think she even got arrested. She got pregnant. <laughs> 18 plus years of responsibility versus maybe three years for a hit and run. <laughs> Amazing. We're at the point of the show where um, Dr. Cielo has been kind enough to offer to do a reading on me and just an example of how, how he works. So, uh, and since we're having a little bit of audio issue, I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Cielo. He's going to do a reading on me and then we'll wrap up. We'll get all his information out there and we'll take it from there. Excellent. Um, would you please say your full name three times, Robert, so I can see you. Okay. Robert Manny, Robert Manny, Robert Manny. Okay, so when I first start and you say your name, it motivates that higher self of yours on the astral to create a message for you here on earth. And the and your higher self's so smart that it speaks my language and my language is roses. So you're this deep, deep purple rose and, and there's like a shadow behind the purple on each petal and it's pink, but it all happens in a yellow, background it's it, so it's a purple rose but the back part of the petals are pink and the whole background is covered yellow every once in a while i'll see a background color and i call it an environmental color so we'll start with the yellow and i'll say it really the true metaphysical way when my third eye sees energy that it perceives as yellow it's not really yellow. <laughs> it's just that my third eye sees that frequency of energy as a shade of yellow. When I do, those, those types of energies are mental. It's logical. It's rational. It's one plus one equals two. So when you're in a rational environment versus maybe a chaotic or an emotional environment, you turn this beautiful velvety purple and and what energies that i perceive as purple are spiritual energies and i'll talk about what i think spirituality is in a minute because that that word flummoxes me sometimes it's a strange word um but then the pink that is almost it's like the pink is almost a shadow cast by the purple and pinks are always self-esteem self-worth it's third chakra the third chakra is how we feel about ourselves so what your higher self wants you to know is when you do and and guys guys radio is yellow it's you you said it to me before we got on the air that you're trying to present information that will help the most people the most you said it in a nutshell so that's the environment and when you do that you become really spiritual, but also it's changing how you feel about yourself. And, and not so much, I feel when I say hello to the pink that it's not, this energy isn't that you feel good about the things you've done. No, that's not it. It's that it's starting to become a foundational energy where you probably don't experience it as an emotion, but it's leverage from where you're going. So Pink has been kind of weird, too, when I try to understand what true self-love is because of the environment that we're here on Earth. It's, I think none of us know what pink really is. I don't think it's like, yay, I feel good about myself today. Don't think that's it. You are trying to, through your spirituality, you're trying to make your self-esteem, whatever that is, uh, um, a foundational energy for you. Now, um, let's talk about spirituality, because this is another thing I haven't figured out yet. When we're talking about the two worlds, so when I ask purple what it really means, it means that when a homo sapien is awake here on earth, that some part of the homo sapien is aware of its guides and angels, is aware of its higher self, 
and is aware of the highest energy, the supreme being. So that's what my definition of purple is right now. So that's your overall vibration, especially when you're in that yellow environment. But think about this. So remember the image that I gave that gave us earlier about the chakras being feedback loops to the astral and the higher self's experiencing all of that. But think of it from the from a different perspective. So if we are this huge consciousness that lives forever on the astral, and then a little part comes down here into an animal on the highest life form in this wonderful planet called Earth, then why? Why would it be important that the part that goes in the animal still is connected to the astral? And, and if it is important, then why separate anyway? <laughs> so, in other words, why, why would we really incarnate? Like we're right back to the very first question we started with. So, um, so for you, um, you, again, your higher self wants you to know, stay in that yellow environment, stay out of the chaos, stay out of the emotions, whatever that is. It needs to be one plus one equals two. And watch how your spiritual connection to your guides, your higher self and the supreme being continues to flourish and unbeknownst to you, that pink starts to become a foundational energy. And I'll say one more thing about pink becoming a foundational energy, self-love. I think it changes the way we live our lives. And remember I was saying that I don't think any of us know because we live in a patriarchy that's a pyramid and all the energies to push you everybody down on the pyramid. So I think that's what changes when our foundations start to have more self-love is we start to flatten out that pyramid where, and when you think about what I'm saying, most people in every single country don't give a crap about the government. They care about their families and their kids and their grandkids and their friends. So that's what I mean about it becoming by changing that when pink becomes a foundational energy, it just changes what we'll put up with and what we won't put up with. So that's what your higher self wants to know. And then if I could just flip it one more time, I'm going to ask your higher self, why? Why out of all the things that it could say to you right now, Robert, why is that the most important thing? So let's see, see what it says. It's about the pink. It's about the pink. And it goes back to your father, of course. Um, <laughs> so let me, let me say hello to your dad for just a real quick second here. Okay, so there is an energy that comes down through your male line. It's funny you do guys, guys radio. Um, and, and it is about that. It's about, I'm going to say not having, okay, I'm going to say it almost like this. The illusion of having power, but not having power. And when I think about like engineering, for example, right, I did have an illusion of power. Like, but as soon as my boss popped that illusion, said, no, you're not the head of the team anymore or whatever, right? It was like taken right away. So that that's what I feel like when I try to understand why why your higher self wants you to know this is about the pink. And then your dad comes in on it and, and his dad comes in on it. So we're going to do a healing back through your male line to regain all the power. And, and, and I think people might find it interesting. I'm not talking about male and female. I'm talking about the patriarchy taking power away from everybody except one person at the very top of the pyramid that everybody fights for right game of thrones so that's it for you robert is 
Um, but you won't, it won't come as the feeling of well-being. It just, you'll start to notice that you just don't put up with stuff you used to put up with. <laughs> but we'll, we'll heal it back through your male line because it's trickling down. And again, it's like this. This is what I'm going to say. Okay, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Your father and his father and on and on and on were propped up by the society as supposing to have all this power. Reminds me of my brother. Um, he, he feels that, you know, in some ways that it's hard for him as a white guy. Right. So that's what I'm saying is this illusion of power when they pull the rug out right from underneath you. It's like the Lucy and and Charlie Brown kick in the football. So that's why, again, it's important um, because it goes back through your male line. So one of the great things about working with Anki Yaya is he's not just going to work on you, your father and your grandfather and back while I'm watching. What's really happening is he's going to the astral and trying to sign a contract with your higher self to continue the healings. And that's really the only way I think I could be a professional psychic is to know that in the short amount of time that I get to work with somebody, it's really a contract signing session with your higher self and Ankiaya. So this healing will just continue. But the way you'll feel here on earth is you, you just notice that you won't put up with things that before you didn't even notice bugged you. Kind of like the Me Too movement. It's like taking the unconscious energy off something you don't like that you always were told to shut up. <laughs> Let's take a moment for you to tell us where our listeners can find out more about you, your Golden Rose services, etc. Sure, sure. Um, my web platforms are goldenrosepsychic.com and laurencielo.com. Um, I do lots of training. I do readings. Um Really, any you can look at any topic under the sun that you like. Um, I'm starting a new clairvoyant program every few months live. So if you like more information about how the universe works and once you understand how it works, how to change it, maybe think about getting some training. I want to say thank you to you, Dr. Lauren, also to Anki Yaya. And also, I want everybody to know on Guys Guys Radio, you know, it's, it's not about uh, being a guys guy. It has nothing to do with being male. It's about being... Uh, somebody who's emotionally available, who has casual confidence, who treats other people with respect. So women can be guys, guys. Transgenders can be guys, guys. It doesn't matter. Guys can be guys, guys. It's about basically respecting others and recognizing divinity in all of us. So with that in mind, I thank you, Dr. Cielo. Thank you for being a guys, guy. Thank you for being on Guys, Guys Radio. Oh, thank you, Robert. That gave me goosebumps. Thanks for the opportunity and congratulations on your success. Thank you. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, that was a fascinating interview with Dr. Lawrence Yellow. He's here in San Diego, California doing clairvoyant work, energy work, a lot of metaphysical work, healing work. And I really enjoyed that and learned a lot. And again, uh, check out uh, the websites that he mentioned. And I think you'll also pick up a lot more information than what we covered today in the time we had allotted. So what did we learn? Well, I think the biggest thing we learned is that there is really two parts of our reality, if you'll just go with me a little bit on this. And that is, one is when we're here in the physical body, and then when we leave our physical body when we sleep, or when we pass on, we go on to what's called an astral plane, 
where we interact with other beings, with consciousness, with spirit, and learn a lot of our lessons and come back into our bodies every morning when we wake up and go about our business. And it seems like we are not alone, that everybody has a team, has some angels or guides that work with us. And you could believe this or not. I just bring the information out there because sometimes, as particularly nowadays, people can feel like they're all alone, that they don't know what's happening, that there's too much going on, and fear is prevalent everywhere. And we don't want to fall victim to that because we want to keep our vibration high, our frequency high, and that will actually help keep us healthy and strengthen our immune system. So a lot to unpack there, a lot to consider, and a lot to keep in mind as we move forward each and every day that, one, we are not alone, and two, there's many aspects to the self beyond the physical body. So I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, this is like a little bit of a metaphysical trip we went on today because, you know, on Guys Guys Radio, we deal with all different types of guests. We've had business leaders and dating experts and sports people and a soprano, Vincent Pastor, and we may have another one coming up. I'm not going to say anything yet, but uh, we've had all kinds of people on the show. And the point is, let's get some information out there. Let's chew on it. Let's chop it up with the guest, and I'll do my best to ask the right questions to see if we can ferret out some information that might help us. And sometimes we get information that's very applicable and very relevant, and we say, that's it. That's for me. i got to try that out, or i got to consider that, or that's an insight that's going to help me. That's what I hope, that the information I bring you on Guys Guys Radio will help you think, will help you feel, and help you act. Guys Guys Radio. So we can always follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook. I've got a friend page. I've got a fan page. I've got Instagram, Twitter, etc. So I hope you'll check me out and uh, stick with us on Guys Guys Radio as we continue to grow. We've done uh, over 100, excuse me, over 400 shows now and we're doing great and the audience is growing and we're getting better and better guests. All the guests have been great, but we're getting a lot uh, more diversified in who we bring on the show. And I'm so appreciative of my guests and you, especially my audience. So thanks so much. We'll see you next week, same time, same place, or you can listen at any time on demand, just download. So Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. And as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. Thank you.